I'm Kate Parker. This is Warming Signs, a podcast with the sound minds of science. Stop killing our reef. That was the request made by members of a community on the island of Maui in Hawaii. But rather than find a local solution to the pollution spewing from the wastewater treatment plant, this seemingly small town issue ended up in the Supreme Court. I got the full story from the attorney who defended the reef in front of the Supreme Court justices, David Hinken, who lives in Hawaii and is a staff attorney for Earth Justice's Mid-Pacific office. It's a wild tale of what should have been an easy solution, but rather became a challenge by the Trump administration and industries to create a loophole for pollution in the Clean Water Act. Here's how it all went down. David, thank you so much for taking some time all the way from Hawaii to talk with me about this incredible case on warming signs. Well, um, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. So take us back to the very beginning. Where does this case start? This case starts on the west side of uh, Maui Island, just a little bit north of Lahaina Town. Um, Some of your listeners may have be familiar with the area. It's very popular with uh, visitors to to Hawaii and to Maui. In the 1970s, the county of Maui was uh, looking at a way to improve its disposal of treated wastewater from its sewage treatment plant. And uh, at the time, they were considering a couple of different options. Uh, One would be doing a deep ocean outfall, which is a pretty common way for coastal communities to get rid of uh, treated wastewater. Um, So basically uh, just a very long pipe going miles out into the deep ocean. And Maui County decided that rather than doing that, they would drill injection wells deep down about 200 feet below uh, the facility, which is located about half a mile uh, from the shoreline. And they would drill deep enough until they got directly into the groundwater. You know, some of your listeners may have septic tanks or be familiar with them, uh, home uh, treatment systems where they are designed so that wastewater is uh, percolated down through the soil and is treated and cleaned that way. So by the time it gets to groundwater or eventually to surface water, it doesn't have pollution in it. That That's not the situation here. The facility we're talking about is designed to dispose of millions of gallons per day of treated sewage. So they needed to have a fast way of getting rid of the waste. It was not going to percolate down through the soil. It wasn't being stored. It was being disposed of. And so they had to go directly into the aquifer, directly into the groundwater, and find locations where they could get rid of a lot of material very quickly. So they put the plant in operation in the early 80s. For the rest of uh, the 20th century, things were, were fine. Uh, because very little wastewater was going into the injection wells. Uh, At that time, sugar was king on Maui, and uh, cane sugar is a very thirsty crop. And so what the county of Maui did was it reused almost all of the treated wastewater as irrigation water for for the sugar cane. And so these injection wells were just used as backup uh, for the limited amount of wastewater that was left over. All that changed in about 2001 when the sugar plantation shut down and all of a sudden the injection wells went to the primary means of treatment. What folks who had lived their lives uh, in Maui and were very familiar with the reefs um, to the north of Lahaina town experienced was 
very quickly massive algal growth on the reef hmm. and um, seeing large portions of a formerly pristine reef dying. And they were very alarmed by this. And so scientists from the University of Hawaii, scientists from the U.S. Geological Survey started doing testing out on the reef to try and figure out what, where, why, where all this algae was coming from, what was going on. And the suspicion was that nutrients from the injected wastewater uh, were finding their way through the subsurface and coming up on the reef. And that's exactly what the scientific investigations showed. Um, they showed very high level of what are called inherent traces, telltale signs that what was coming up on the reef was coming from the uh, wastewater treatment plant. There were certain types of, um, of, of nitrogen, certain isotopes of nitrogen or signatures, uh, fingerprints of highly treated wastewater. They also found things like pharmaceutical residue, flame retardants. Uh, these are oh, also wow. things that pop up in sewage treatment plants. And you know, so that's a sign that it wasn't fertilizer runoff from a nearby golf course. Uh, when, you, when you're having things like that coming up through the groundwater, coming up through the reef, you know you're dealing with a sewage treatment plant. So that sounds pretty, I mean, that sounds like it would be extremely damaging to the reef. Is that, was the reef dying? I mean, I know the algal growth probably was, you, you mentioned was explosive. Was the reef basically dead at that point? The location, yeah, absolutely. The locations where the, um, where the wastewater was coming up through the reef, the pathways that it was taking, basically the underground piping uh, that was taking it to the reef, in those areas and then the areas down current from the pollution, they were getting overrun with algae. And so that uh, corals just can't compete with algae. And so it was turning from a predominantly coral covered uh, floor of the ocean there uh, to this kind of turfy, brown, mucky algae. And then the other problem is that the just the massive amount of fresh water coming up through the reef, uh, millions of gallons a day being contributed by the wastewater treatment plant. For folks who live in the tropics or are familiar with the tropics, um, they will know that where natural streams and rivers enter the ocean, there's always a break in the reef. And, and the simple reason for that is that fresh water is much more acidic than ocean water. And so fresh water literally eats away at coral reef. And so in this case, Unlike a, a natural stream flowing on the surface where the fresh water would float on top of the, 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 the salt water, you had a situation where it was percolating up through the reef, literally eating it from the inside. Scientists have taken cores of the reef in this area, and it looks like Swiss cheese because of the acidic properties of the fresh water. And you throw that together with the heavily nutrient laden nature of this water, uh, fueling the algal growth and the growth of other critters that eat away and smother reefs. And it was a one-two death blow. Wow. Okay. So this really like was a clear signal that this idea to inject the groundwater was not a great one. You're killing the reef. And at that point, was the county like, oh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this. We should totally change plans now and we'll come up with a different solution or what happens next? Uh, sadly, no, that was not the county's response. Um, and, and just to back up a little bit, when the, when the county was planning this facility in the late 1970s and early 1980s, I don't think ever, anyone imagined 
that the groundwater underneath the facility would pop up so close to the shoreline. I think that, you know, they had good intentions, which is that they would inject this 200 feet underground. It would travel a distance from the shore and it would pop up in the deep ocean where there's no reef and uh, no, you know, sort of sensitive marine organisms on the other end. And the solution to pollution is dilution. It would just sort of mix with the, the massive ocean and everything would be fine. Unfortunately for uh, the people of Maui and for this particular coral reef, that's just not how the underground plumbing works in that area. And so the groundwater is popping up as close as 15 feet from shore, sort of 15 to 75 feet from shore, right in the middle of the coral reef. So, you know, once we learned in the, in the early to mid-2000s that the wastewater treatment plant was the likely culprit, based on these inherent tracers, uh, Earth Justice started working with concerned citizen groups on Maui, um, our clients in the case, the Hawaii Wildlife Fund and the Sierra Club and Surfrider and the West Maui Preservation Association. And we sat down with the mayor's office and said exactly what you had suggested. We've got a problem here. You know, maybe you didn't mean to create the problem, but that's not helping the reef. And so let's figure out how to fix it. Unfortunately, there's a very easy solution for uh, West Maui, which is um, reuse of the wastewater rather than injecting it into the ground, reusing it uh, and putting it to beneficial use. So sugar was gone as a major, you know, thirsty crop. Uh, but in its place, you've got golf courses and resort landscaping and other forms of agriculture that currently are using pumped groundwater and stream flow. They need fresh water and West Maui is very dry. And so what we were saying is build the infrastructure that is necessary to convey this treated wastewater to the resorts and they will use it and it'll keep it off of the reef. It's a win-win. It saves water resources and it saves the reef. We spoke with two mayoral administrations from 2008 to 2012 and they just dug their heels in and said they weren't going to do it. And that's why we ended up in court. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you guys are like, hey, here's a solution. We have an idea. We understand it's expensive. We understand all these things. But like, yeah, we got a big problem here. We got to do it. So you end up in court. And is that like a local court that you end up in first? Can you kind of walk us through the process of how you ended up in the Supreme Court? Sure. So the, the law that we're enforcing is the Federal Clean Water Act. And uh, to enforce that, you do go to federal court rather than to state court. And you start uh, your journey in the local trial court, which is known as a district court. So about a 10-minute walk from my office in Honolulu is the Hawaii uh, Federal District Court. Uh, we went there and filed a lawsuit against the county saying that they were discharging pollution uh, from their injection wells into the ocean without a permit. Very basically, the Clean Water Act is trying to protect the, the quality of the water in, um, in our oceans, our rivers, our lakes, our streams, surface waters. And so what it says is you can't add pollution to those surface waters without a permit. It doesn't prohibit all pollution. It just it wants to regulate the pollution to make sure that any pollution that is added isn't going to degrade the quality of uh, of the environment, which obviously was happening 
here in Maui with a reef that was dying. And it's particularly concerned about protecting sensitive marine ecosystems like coral reefs. So uh, we basically said, you don't have a permit for these discharges, you're violating the law. Maui County's position was that the Clean Water Act only protects surface waters. And they, they admitted that their pollution goes into the ocean and that the ocean is a surface water. But they said, we're not actually our pipes don't, aren't stuck into the ocean directly. Uh, they, they're stuck into groundwater, and the Clean Water Act does not control pollution of groundwater. We said, well, your groundwater is just basically a sewer that's transporting pollution to the ocean. You can't get around the law kind of by doing it in an indirect way. And that was the question for the federal court. So the federal court is answering the question of whether or not the groundwater is, you said it's not covered in the Clean Water Act. I, I guess I'm, I guess that kind of makes sense to me. It's never anything I've come across, but I mean, we see, you know, fracking in which we have a lot of groundwater that is, you know, injected unintentionally, or we see a lot of seepage into groundwater. We see all, all across the, the contiguous U.S., circumstances where groundwater is contaminated. So that's you're saying that is not was not specifically listed under the Clean Water Act. Right. So um, the pollution of groundwater in and of itself is not regulated by the Clean Water Act. There are other laws that address that, like the Safe Drinking Water Act. A lot of groundwater is sources of drinking water and the federal laws exist to protect the quality of the water for drinking. But, you know, this this stretch of groundwater between the, the wastewater treatment plant and the ocean is not really being used as drinking water. And so our concern had to do with pollution indirectly getting into the ocean, which everyone agrees is protected by the Clean Water Act, and that instead of building a pipe directly into the ocean, which they had contemplated doing at the beginning, they intentionally designed this facility to use the groundwater as a sewer to pollute the ocean. And, and we were just saying the, the Clean Water Act doesn't have this easy loophole that a polluter can avoid any controls on what it dumps into our oceans because they drill down instead of stick a pipe out. So did you win at that first, that first step? Yes. Yes, we did win. And actually, even before, there's a lot of, and I don't want to get into all the legalese of it, but at the very <laughs> at the very beginning of the lawsuit, the county went to the federal court and said, "Hey, even if everything that they say is true, even if the pollution from the injection wells comes out into the ocean in this exact spot, the Clean Water Act just doesn't regulate, doesn't control pollution that gets into the ocean through groundwater. Um, so you should throw their case out." And so, very early on in the oh. case. Very early on in the case, the, this lowest uh, trial court, federal trial court, said, no county, if they can prove that you are polluting the ocean through the groundwater, then you're violating the law. And the county at that time knew that we could prove all those things because not only did we have, as I mentioned, the University of Hawaii and the U.S. Geological Survey finding these inherent tracers, uh, but in the meantime, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency had started funding a tracer dye study uh, in which they put a non-toxic dye into the injection wells, then they sent it down into the injection wells, and then they waited to see if this fluorescein kind of Kool-Aid-colored uh, dye would pop up uh, into the nearshore waters, conclusively showing the connection between the two, and, and it did, and um, it did. Well, there you go. It's kind of tough to argue that. 
yeah, so they, you know, they they ne- they knew that they couldn't argue that their pollution was was going anywhere other than the ocean. And so once the the, the court said, if Earth Justice and its clients can prove that your pollution is getting to the ocean through the groundwater, you will I will find you liable. They approached us and they said, well, wait a minute, let's let's okay, let's just settle this. Let's just make a deal. And so uh, we were happy to do that because, again, we had tried for four years before even going to court to get the mayor to do the right thing. And so we put the whole lawsuit on hold for a year and a half. And we hammered out a, a settlement agreement where we wouldn't worry about sort of the legal technicalities, but they would commit to a program of reducing the use of the injection wells and putting them back the way they used to be as a backup system uh, with the primary uh, use of the of the wastewater um, f- being used for irrigation. And we were perfectly happy with that. Um, but that settlement agreement was agreed to by our side, but then the county council, their legislative body, rejected it. And so we were back in court. And so in 2014 and 2015, the lower court conclusively ruled that all four of their injection wells violated the Clean Water Act. Okay, so you get that ruling, but it didn't end there. What kind of is like the fast forward through this latest finding? Sure. Uh, Well, anyone who loses in the trial court has the right to appeal that decision to the the middle level of uh, the federal judiciary, which is the Court of Appeals. The county did that. And in 2018, they lost there again with the, with the Court of Appeals agreeing with us and with the lower court that they were violating the Clean Water Act. Now, at that point, you know, at every point of the, this whole thing, we were hoping the county would stop spending money on litigation uh, and would invest in fixing the problem, which is all that, you know, we represent Maui taxpayers. They weren't happy that their government was spending money on on, on outside lawyers rather than just building the infrastructure to fix the problem and, you know, do this win-win for the reef and for irrigation and uh, saving fresh water in West Maui. But anyhow, they chose instead to turn to the U.S. Supreme Court, which does not have to take cases. They pick the cases that they take. And so they petitioned the Supreme Court to take their case. And in early 2019, the Supreme Court decided that it would take up this case. And we argued it in um, November of 2019. And then the decision just came out on April 23rd. And I'm happy to report that in a 6-3 majority decision, the Supreme Court agreed with us that uh, you cannot pollute the ocean, rivers, and lakes of America through groundwater. That is regulated by the Clean Water Act. Whoa. Okay. So they really escalated that by going to the Supreme Court. Were you surprised by that (laughs) big of a leap? Absolutely. Um, I, I was surprised that the county of Maui, whose economy is based on tourism and should have every interest in keeping their ocean environment as pristine as possible, would want to be the poster child for polluting industries in America who want to use our oceans, rivers, and lakes as dumping grounds for their pollution. It just, you know, I could understand if a pipeline company or a chemical uh, corporation or a mining operation would be leading the charge up to the Supreme Court to try and gut the Clean Water Act. Uh, But that the county of Maui would do that was just um, completely mind-blowing, particularly given that uh, they were using taxpayer dollars on litigation rather than just fixing the problem, which is all that anyone, including their own citizens, were asking them to do. 
Gosh, I mean, it is. It's it's funny that something that is seemingly across the whole country with the massive amounts of pollution that we see every day, that this was the thing that kind of that led to this ruling in the Supreme Court. Now, does this kind of, you know, small little Maui County line up some larger issues and maybe larger cases that could come from some of these bigger industries like you were talking about? to fall? Well, sure. I mean, this is um, when the Supreme Court speaks, um, the whole country listens because they say what the rule is all across the country. And what they did on April 23rd is reaffirmed that the Clean Water Act is trying to protect our nation's surface waters from pollution and that polluters can't so easily evade the Clean Water Act by cleverly using groundwater uh, as a way to get their pollution into those surface waters. This affects not only Maui County, but it affects um, all sorts of operations. Um, as I mentioned, you know, mines and uh, chemical manufacturers and um, con uh, large industrial agriculture. So well, one thing I should clarify, the, the interpretation that the clean water, uh, that the, the, the interpretation that the Supreme Court adopted in its recent decision is the interpretation that the Environmental Protection Agency for over 30 years has consistently applied up until the Trump administration reversed positions in April of last year. Since at least the early 90s and probably going back to the late 70s, if you look at their actual implementation of the act through permits, the EPA has always said that if you're polluting surface water through groundwater, you need a permit. Using that authority, they have brought enforcement actions against wastewater treatment plants, against chemical plants, against mining operations, against industrial agricultural facilities to make sure that we're protecting our surface waters by not allowing people to pollute via the groundwater. And so, you know, it's not like anything, there's not an expansion in the law uh, that happened with the Supreme Court's ruling. Rather, it is a affirmation that we're going to continue to be safe from this type of pollution. We're not going to go back to the bad old days where polluters can do whatever they want and rivers catch on fire and, and streams and, and, and rivers and lakes are unswimmable and unfishable. So the Supreme Court just gave this ringing endorsement for environmental protection, which we, we so much appreciate as the type of good news that we can all use in these pretty challenging times. It is kind of incredible that we get this ruling and this is happening in the midst of this incredible global pandemic that has just completely stopped all society. We've seen air pollution levels drop significantly, but at the same time, we're seeing the Trump administration roll back on other standards like from the Clean Air Act. So, I mean, does this have any implications on a larger scale that say, hey, you know, you might be trying to roll these things back, but I don't know how that's going to hold up long term? I mean, are there are there larger implications for this case? Well, I, th I think so. I mean, we're going to start with the fact that um, if we're going to keep ourselves healthy, we need to have clean water. Um, as a society, we experienced in the 1960s and early 1970s what it meant um, not to have a federal Clean Water Act, making sure that uh, polluters act responsibly in terms of uh, dumping their waste into our waters. As we're all trying to stay healthy, we're washing our hands a lot. Hopefully we're drinking a lot of nice clean water every day. And, um, and also, uh, at least here in Hawaii and other places, um, 
you know, we're trying to keep ourselves healthy um, by going and, and swimming in the ocean, or if you live close to a lake or something like that, you want to be healthy. So, so this is really good news uh, for those concerns. Um, more generally, that you know the court ruled in a very strong way with a six-member majority that we're gonna we're going to enforce and imply and apply our environmental laws in a common sense way, understanding uh, what they're trying to do, which is to protect our clean water in this case and in other cases, hopefully, clean air, clean land, all those things that we need to have a healthy life. The the court said it's going to take very seriously those things. Um, and is going to reject interpretations that create a roadmap for evasion, which is what both Maui County and the Trump administration were urging the court to do. They were they were they wanted to give polluters a get out of jail free card, um, and and basically chart out a roadmap for evasion that you can use the groundwater uh, to dispose of whatever you want, and the Federal Clean Water Act would have nothing to say about it. And instead, they said, "Uh uh-uh, we have something to say about this." Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that is just um, the type of good news we could all use right now. That could not be more true. David, thank you so much for walking us through this remarkable story and congratulations on your win. Wow. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about it. Thank you so much for being part of the Warming Signs family. I love hearing feedback from you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this story. You know, we have been talking a lot about the new coronavirus, COVID-19 lately, and we've been talking a lot about climate lately. And this issue of a, a small reef that blew up into such a big story really gripped me, and I hope it did too. If you have ideas like this, or if you know of something going on in your community that is like what happened here, please reach out to me. You can uh, tweet at me at WeatherKate. I would love to hear from you. Until next time. <laughs>